welcome to another episode of You Are Love. I am your host, Salida, and I want you guys to take time out to check us out on our Facebook page, which is You Can't Clip My Wings, and also our website at YouCan'tClipMyWings.com. Thank you again for listening to You Are Love. And do remember, you are truly loved. Well, 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 good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode, I don't want to sound like my intro, <laughs> of You Are Loved. I am the host, Lita, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. Look, I'm, I'm a late starter this morning. I apologize, but um, I am. Um, I want to um, get things started. Give me a second, give me a second here. Um, working with all these different, um, yeah, going? hold up, hold up, see, Tyler says uh, just let me turn these people. down real quick. Um, okay. So let's, I'm trying to get my music right. Um, let's see what's going on here. Let me take that off. Okay. Let's, let's do that. Turn it down just a little bit. Okay. So, I want to get that ambiance of love. <laughs> Welcome again to our show. Um, as you know, I am Salita, the host. And I told you this month we're going to be talking about love, 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 love. Yesterday, we had a great conversation about um, what's love. And, you know, um, I, I can't remember now. I can't remember. We talked about so much yesterday. But it's about love. Either way it goes. So today, we're going to continue the conversation because I told you this month is going to be the love month. And I want to talk more on the relationship type love opposed to talking about um, loving your brother, your sister, the world, the universe, and all that. This is about relationship love. Um, and I want to kind of concentrate on that. So I want to start out. Um, this music is courtesy of Happy February Jazz. Um, um, and ca Jazz Cafe in Balsa Nova Music to relax, okay? And this is off of YouTube, you guys. So I want to give the credits to where credit's doing. This is used um, to keep that audience going. Um, so I want to go ahead and I want to do, the first thing I want to do, I want to do this beautiful poem. I think this music is probably a little bit too fast for this poem, but we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. Um... So this poem, I found this poem, it's called Fam FamilyFriendPoems.com, um, and it's Every Time You Say I Love You is the name of the poem. And the poem is written by Shelley Bullman. I guess you would say Shelley Bullman is her name, the way she has it spelled different. So I'm kind of, let, let, let's go ahead and knock this out real quick. It says, Every Time You Say I Love You, My Heartbeat Goes Insane. My heartbeat goes insane. Um, the sensation of your love for me, it's almost like a pain. And the sparkle in your eyes every time we speak, it sends shivers down my spine and makes my body weak. Every time you say I love you, your smile lights up my face. 
makes me melt all over while my heart begins to race. And when you kiss me softly, my lips quiver at the touch. Wow. And I am overwhelmed with joy that you love me very much. My whole being surrenders with everything you do. And all because those precious words you say are, I love you. That was awesome. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. That was sweet. Okay. So now that we got the point out the way, I feel much better. Um, let's... Um, talk about 15 things is that yeah um the difference between loving someone and being in love with them okay this um this article i found on healthline.com and it's called um healthline.com back uh forward slash health health excuse me forward slash being in love so if you want to look it up, you can. Um, and this, yeah, very good article. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about signs of being in love, signs of loving someone. Is one better? Rediscovering the spark, takeaway. These are other um, conversations, that um, articles that's coming up. So let's go ahead and get started real quick here. So. Romantic love is a key goal for many people, whether you've been in love before or yet have to fall in love for the first time. You might think this, you might think of love as the pinnacle of romantic experiences, perhaps even the pinnacle of life experiences because love is part of life. So yes, you can put them in the same boat. Falling in love with someone can feel exciting, even exhilarating. But over time, these feelings may settle into something that feels a little different. Um, this love might seem mellow or calm. You might find yourself thinking, I love them, instead of I'm in love with them, okay? This transformation doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with your relationship. Loving someone instead of feeling in love with them simply illustrates how feelings of love evolve over the course of a relationship, especially a long-term relationship. Now, let's talk long-term. Long you know, I hear people um, say, oh, I've been in a relationship for two years. And because we differentiate, we differentiate what we think is a long-term relationship, um, to me, two years is not long. And it might be because I've been in my relationship 19 years. So two years is not long. Two years is like right at the beginning. When you say, even when to me, even when you say, I say up from one year to five years, really is not a long time. To me, that's just me. Okay, a lot of things can happen in that time span now. Don't get me wrong. 
A lot of things can happen in a time span. But to me, that's not a long time. You know, they say like with marriage, you get that seven-year itch. Um, I don't think seven years is long. I think 10 years and more is long. To me, that's my interpretation of a long-term relationship. 10 years and above. I'm not downplaying anybody's relationships, how long they've been into them. Because like I said, I just said, even in a short period of time, a lot can happen in a relationship. And it does might seem more than two or three years. It seems like forever. But I'm saying from my point of view, 10 years and above is when you have stability in a relationship. Once you hit that 10-year mark, you're there. Okay. So, um, so that that's talking about the what I think of as a long-term relationship. That's just my opinion. You might think differently. So it says what's like what it's like being in love. Let's talk about that. Being in love generally refers to those intense feelings that take over at the start of a relationship. Yes. Now, I'm I'm gonna say this. I've had many relationships, I'm older. So um, staying with one person has never been me. I mean, when, when I was younger, um, I that staying in long-term relationship with somebody, this I, my max, if I can if I can think back, was three years. After three years, it was like I had to move on. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but I did. But I'm glad I had those experiences in relationships because I learned how to deal with people. It took me a while. But I learned, and it took a lot of hurts. It took it took a lot of pressure on me. Um, um, it took a lot of having to learn people because every time you change a, a relationship, you know you learn that person, another person, over and over again. And it taught me not to bring whatever was bad in one relationship. It taught me not to carry it over into another relationship. So I was always trying to create new ways of dealing with people when I got into these relationships, which I'm not going to say I was always successful. Um, I, I can say that. I cannot say that everybody that I, I had a relationship with fell madly in love with me. And, and, you know, I would not say that because that's not who I am. But I learned from the relationships and I tried not to bring all my extra baggage in the relationships, even though sometimes they rightfully were baggage that I wanted because of the people that I chose. See, we have to always go back to what I said earlier. I think I said it Monday. I'm not for sure. But I said where if you don't love yourself. No, that was Tuesday. When you don't love yourself, it is so hard to love someone else. That you gotta love yourself. Because see, when you love yourself, then you know what you are going to expect out of any relationship. And you know what you're not going to either expect or tolerate in any relationship because you love yourself. And if you love yourself, you know what's right and you know what's wrong when it comes to loving you. So you already know you. And that's why it's important to love yourself. So, being in love generally refers to those intense feelings that take over the start of a relationship. You know, like 
infatuation, happiness, excitement, and nervousness, sexual attraction, and lust. Um, here's what these feelings might take, look like in action. Um, it says, you feel charged and euphoric around them. You know, you feel like you're floating on air when you see them. You're smiling, you're laughing, you're joking, you're having a good time. Um, you're um, touching them, you're affectionate toward them. You're, I mean, you're doing all the things. That's action. That's, you know, the smiles, all that is action on how you feel about that person. It may not seem like it, but being in love is somewhat scientific process. Um, falling in love involves a lot of hormones, which can supercharge your feelings and make them wildly fluctuate all over the place. Butterflies, if you want to say. Um, when you're in, around the person you love, increases the depth, the um, dopamine and the no, the no rep from preen, preen, I don't know what that is, um, <laughs> Um, that leads to feelings of um, pleasure, giddiness, nervous, excitement, euphoria. Remember, we said that. Um, it decreases in set, uh, serotonin, um, and that can fuel the infatuation. Um, sex hormones such as testosterone and estrogen also plays a part by boosting libido and leading to feelings of lust. Okay, You become sexually attracted to that person. Other key hormones such as oxyt oxytocin um, and vasopressin help cement your attraction by promoting trust, empathy, and other factors of long-term attachment. So you automatically start feeling these different, this is the scientific rim of love. Wow, this is deep. Um, okay, then it says you can't wait to see them again. Uh, let's do this a little bit. You can't wait to see them again. Um, let's see. Even when they just left. So you're like, when they said, okay, I'm gone to work, bye. You're like, oh, bye. Oh, can you call me when you get there? I can't wait to hear your voice. <laughs> I'm just joking. Even after spending all day with your partner, you still feel lonesome when they leave. You wonder what they're doing and whether they're thinking about you. Maybe you already have plans to meet the next day, but you still wonder how you'll manage until you see them again. Yes, I back in the day, in my younger years, I felt that way. <laughs> but lots of times, like, um, like if you work with that person, you'll see that person all day long. Um, but if you work in two different places, you won't. Um, it's just other, it's so many different scenarios that make you feel, wow, yeah, I'm going to see that person again. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to them tonight when I get home or whatever. So, yeah, those feelings are natural. That's natural. This is common when you're in love. And while it's certainly healthy to spend some time away from each other, that doesn't mean you enjoy doing so. Yeah, yeah, okay, got to go to work today. I got to go to Alabama today, but I will be back tomorrow. So you're like waiting. And when you get to the hotel, please call me. You know, because your job sends you away. I'm sorry. If you can't stop thinking about them, even when you're apart, you're most likely enjoying the agonizing bliss of being in love. So you anticipate. You can't wait till they call you. Ah. Uh, you can't wait to speak to them. Can't wait to them pick up the phone and you're saying, hello. And he says, hello. 
and you say, what you doing, baby? You know, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying, you know. He's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm thinking of you. <laughs> and you're like, well, baby, I'm thinking of you too. <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay. So everything feels exciting and new. Being in love can change the way you see things. Even everyday activities like going to the grocery store can become more enjoyable, right? Like you're saying, okay, I got to go um, buy groceries and I'm going to fix them something sweet or something nice. Um, so you give them a call. Um, is it possible that if you're not too busy that you can come over for dinner tonight? I want to cook for you. Because, see, now you're showing off your cooking skills, okay? Because, see, your mind is long-term. You know, I mean, if that's what it is, you're in love, so it's long-term. So he knows he has a cook in the house, okay? Right? So you invite him over, you go to the grocery store, and you're, like, skipping through the grocery store, smiling and laughing and giggling at people and stuff. And, you know, people that you normally don't talk to, but you are talking to now <laughs> in the grocery store. And um, you're happy, and you bring the groceries home, and you just wait to be able to prepare them for him. And you're preparing them in love, with the touch of your love, okay? Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I thought that was funny. Okay, you might also look at other things with new eyes. Many people in love feel more willing to try new things or things um, they previously didn't care for simply because their partner enjoys them, okay? You always make time for them, okay? Typically, being in love with someone means you want to spend as much time with them as possible. Even if you're busy, you probably find yourself arranging your schedule to see your partner. So sometimes you're like, okay, I was supposed to have lunch with Mandy today, but I'm going to have to tell Mandy we're going to have to do lunch another day because I'm planning on having lunch with my boyfriend, my new boyfriend. Um, so you plan that and you guys have lunch together. Mandy might not feel too hot about it because she was really looking forward to talking to you and telling you about her weekend. Um, but I'm quite sure she doesn't mind this time. But next time you make sure you have lunch with Mandy. Okay. Um, uh, it says, um, this might also involve a desire to get to know more about them by exploring their interests. When love is mutual, they'll probably feel the same way about you and want to spend just as much time getting to know your interests also. Which you can do that. Don't necessarily have to be at lunchtime or anything. You can find that out during the relationship. When you go out on dates, you can talk about everything. You can go to house, sit out, chill out, watch TV, watch movies, and talk about. Or just talk in general. Get coffee, whatever, and talk in general. Okay, it says, this is all pretty normal. It's also common, however, people in love to briefly forget about their friends. And, and, and we got to know this. Let's, let's take this as a point. Make sure you balance your love life with your family and friends. And I know we don't want to hear that, um, but we definitely have to do that. Excuse me. It is good to balance because you need your friends for the another part of your support system he might be or she might be your support system on this end but you need to have a balance so don't forget your friends even though at first yeah you know your friends like okay yeah you just brand new in love and i know you spend a lot of time with but don't forget us okay we're gonna let you slide for a couple of weeks but after a while we're gonna be calling and seeing when we gonna 
be able to hang out with you and talk and, and, and do the things that you always do because you never want to, and you don't want him to do the same thing. Don't, you don't want him to forget his friends because that's his support system, okay? So it says, try to remember to spend time with your friends too instead of letting love completely sweep you away. So make a balance. Find a balance. Put, if you have to even create a schedule, create a schedule to spend time with your friends because I always say this, your friends were there first. He came in but your friends were already there. So you always have to make sure you do not ostracize your friends, okay? I am definitely totally against that, okay? You don't don't you don't mind sacrificing for them. This is the person you love. It says, in the rush of being in love, you might feel completely dedicated to your partner, okay? Ready to do anything and everything to help them through a tough spot or even just make their lives a little easier. And you know, we automatically do that when you're in love. Empathy and your fast-growing attachment can fuel your desire to be there for them and help them however possible. But the hormones involved in love can sometimes affect how you make decisions. Now, I know you guys heard um, young girls, young women, um, use the com the bad boys. Okay. Um... And we fall in love with bad boys and we find ourselves being complicit to the bad boy drama, okay? You're in love with a person who's not good for you on a whole nother level, but you're in love. So you have to be careful of that. And that's why you need to know everything about him before you fall in love, okay? Um, we can't just willy-nilly going around making decisions to say we can't control who we fall in love with. We can't say that. I mean, even though it's being said, and I think to, to me, it's like a cop-out. No, we can control who we love because if that person is not good for you, you need to recognize that. Young girls don't. Um, some young women don't. But as you get older and mature, you have to know what is good and good and good for your life and good for the people in your life and opposed to, not and, but opposed to what he thinks is good or she thinks is good. You have to be careful with that, okay? Um, it says, if you feel the urge to do something that would completely uproot or significantly change your life, take some time and think it through, okay? Say you met this guy, you're in love with him, he wants to move to Chicago, and you say, okay, I want to move with you. You just met him. You just fell in love. You better think that through because you, I mean, some people can uproot themselves and do that. But is it really what you should be doing or is it really what you want? I mean, that's, that's got to be something you got to talk out with that person. And you got to talk out with family and friends too. Not for them to, dis, to, to discourage you, but to get you to think. Get them to ask you questions or let them ask you questions of why would you do this at this time? You know, they want to see you safe. They want to see you do something. They want you to be happy, but you got to know what your happiness is, okay? After some reflection, you may still want to quit your job and travel with your partner to a different country, but make sure you really want to do it for yourself and not for that partner, okay? Make sure 
You're saying you want to do it and not because you're with him or her. Okay? Next thing, let's talk about you have fantastic sex. Okay? Sex doesn't have to be part of a romantic relationship. Uh, okay? But when it is, it can play a big part in falling in love with someone. It is part of it. I don't know why they say it doesn't play. It doesn't have to. That doesn't make any sense, but okay. Um, because I don't think you want to fall in love. What, you know what? But you can be infatuated with someone and not have any physical contact with them at all. So that is a possibility. So with love, you can do the same thing. Okay. The intensity of hormones involved can affect your sex drive. Um, increasing your desire for your partner and the passion you experience during sex. Um, when you first fall in love, sex can also help increase closeness to your partner. Yes, spiritually, physically, and mentally, it affects how you and that person becomes one or connect, okay? Great sexual chemistry, chemistry, can make you feel good about sex and increase your desire to help to keep having it. Wanting to explore each other's sexual interests usually doesn't hurt either. So, I mean, that's that's something you do. I mean, I don't want to get deep in that because then um, we know what love does when it comes to sex. We already understand that. Okay. You idealize them. So what does that mean? Being in love can make it easy to idealize your partner's best traits, right? Great listening abilities, music talent, warm smile. And gloss over the less than positive ones. Doesn't return texts right away, flirts with your friends. Those are the things that we gloss over. We're so fascinated and so blindsided. But he smiles beautifully, but he has beautiful teeth. But he uh, uh, flutters his eyes or winks at me when he sees me. You know, we gloss over the ideal that he's disrespectful at times, okay? He, um, like you said, flirts with your friends. He, um, <laughs> he um, talks um, loud or um, he interrupts you and tries to finish your sentences, you know, certain things like that, things that we go, oh, that's nothing, you know, and we become comfortable with these little quirks or less positive things about him, and we, okay, we don't care. Um, it's normal to focus on someone's best side when you're in love because you, you don't see anything else, but it's also important to watch for red flags or relationship incompatibilities. I'm sorry for this incompatibility if your friends point things out consider what they have to say they aren't in love with your partner so they have a clear perspective and may notice things you miss so that's why it's important again to balance having friends and having a relationship it's very important to balance having friends and having, and that right there clarified it. Because you might not see things, certain things that he does, say you there's some signs of some domestic violence, little quirks that other people notice that he shouldn't be doing. Like, um, for instance, talking to you aggressively 
in front of people. Um, you think it's cute. You're in love. You think it's cute. But other people see it as, wait a minute, is that how, you know, if I'm in love with somebody, I wouldn't talk to them like that. Because that's common sense. You've been, you're loving them, you're hugging them, you're kissing them, you're saying cute things about them. But this person doesn't. So what do you do? You listen to your friends. Not to say that you should start making excuses for them, but pay attention to them. Okay? Take it in consideration. And maybe you can discuss that with him or her. What it's like to love a partner. Love takes a lot of forms and it can change over time. These are some of the ways your feelings may change when you love your partner but don't necessarily feel in love with them. Okay? You're secure in their affection. Um, when you first fall in love, you might not only idealize your partner but also want to present an idealized version of yourself, okay? So, um, you might, for example, always try to look your best when you're around this person. You take a shower, you uh, clean up, you smell good, you have your hair done, you have your makeup on. Every time you see him, he doesn't see the bad side of you when you haven't taken a shower, you're depressed, you're feeling bad. He hasn't seen that yet, okay? Um, or maybe you try to hide what you believe are flaws that might turn off your partner. Um, there's many, many things that could be, you know, quote unquote, your flaws. That's why it's so important, like I said earlier, to stand in front of the mirror, butt naked, and look at yourself and tell yourself over and over again how much you love your flaws. Because then, you wouldn't have a need to hide them because you're very sure, self-assured of yourself. You're very confident in yourself. So you would need to hide them. And we do that because we don't think people will love us because of our flaws. Okay? They need to love us in spite of our flaws, not because of them. Okay? Um, but over time, your relationship strengthens. You may feel more at ease you, um, being yourself. You don't worry. Um, they'll dump you if you leave dishes in the sink or forget to take out the trash. You accept that both of you will always wake up with morning breath. Now, I was talking about your flaws, hide your flaws. I was talking about physical flaws. Let's talk about the ideal that you leave. Um, oops, sorry that you leave um, <laughs> um, trash in the trash can or you don't take the trash out, you don't sweep the floor or whatever. Um, I think those are traits that you should learn at home. Um, I mean, like when you were young, um, having to do chores, um, having, and then when you're on your own, you should be able to do that. And you should know when you get into a relationship, prior to you getting into a relationship as an adult, that you need to clean, you know, keep your house looking nice or your apartment looking nice or whatever. So when people do come over, no matter who comes over, they come over to a clean house. So if you start practicing that way before their relationship, you don't have that to worry with. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hold up. I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> it says, um, this doesn't mean you don't make an effort to maintain this affection and help it flourish. It just means you switched over to a realistic view 
instead of an idealized version of each other, okay? You don't feel the need to hold back your opinions, okay? Um, and we're going to stop right here. It says, if you're in love with someone, it's easy to take on their opinion as your own. Sometimes you may not be completely conscious of this. You may find it easier to openly share your feelings with a partner you love and feel comfortable with. Love often conveys a sense of security, so you may not feel like you need to hide your feelings or opinions to protect the relationship. Even when you have a small disagreement, you know you can talk through it. You're supposed to be able to talk through this disagreement um, if it's necessary. Because sometimes disagreements are just disagreements. You don't, you know, that's my opinion and that's your opinion. And, you know, we can, as long as it's not affecting the relationship as a whole, you shouldn't um, ponder on it. Um, but we do want to know, you, you do want your partner to understand that you do have your own opinion about something and that you do understand that they have an opinion and your opinion shouldn't be no better than his opinion. Um, and you just agree to disagree on certain things. And if you can do that, that won't be, you know, it wouldn't be such a hard thing to, um, get through because if you don't, if you don't strike a balance in the relationship um, from the get-go, um, it'll continue to be imbalanced. And then you you have to start, you're going to start second-guessing yourself about the relationship. And I don't know if that's what you want to do. I'm just saying. Um, I don't know if that's what you want to do, um, find yourself second-guessing everything um, that you, you worked hard to get into the relationship. Um... Um, now that you're in it, so this is this is very uh, this is I mean I'm 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 loving this conversation. Um, now it says this too, um, and I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, it says does it says research does suggest many people seek divorce after falling out of love. But no longer feeling in love doesn't mean you have to leave your partner or that your relationship is doomed to end. It just means you may need to put a little extra effort to recharging things. And that happens. And lots of times when we do seek divorce, it really isn't the answer to everything. Um, and I do believe this is true in some instances. And in some other instances, you it's just certain circumstances that happen that there's no coming back from. And because of that, the next thing to do is to also move forward and do what you have to do. So you have to make that choice. And like I said, once you learn about a relationship and learn about that person and you've been in love um, and you're, you're, you love this person and everything is working, you know, maybe some bumps and bruises there, not bruises, physical bruises. I'm talking about bumps and bruises as far as things that happen in a relationship you want to make that decision that's a personal and individual decision and nobody should try to tell you to do it um you should be the person to think it through and make make that decision um i know for sure for me i have a great support system and i try to be a good support system to those same very people um that support me and help me out and get me through when i need to fuss and when i need to cry when i get frustrated 
for certain things that I don't understand. I have two um, of my friends that have been married over, th- one's been married 30 years, one's been married over 30 years. One is my sister and one is my best friend. And I can glean from them. Not to say our relationships are no, is not the same at all. But because of the years and the experiences in relationships, I can glean from them and and listen to what they're saying and what they've gone through and and kind of, you know, say, you know what, let me sit back and think about this. You know, I can do that. And that's what makes it great to have a balance between um, fam, uh, your love and your friends, okay? Everybody doesn't need to know what's going on in your relationship. Um, I found my my thing is I've mistaken people for my friend um, and I've shared things about my personal life with them that I shouldn't have. And I didn't realize that until afterwards. Um, and I've learned from that. I just know not to tell, you know, keep certain things to myself. And so I kind of keep, I'm learning that because I, I, I guess when you're frustrated and you're in those conversations and you talk, 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 and you find these things out, but just be careful who you talk to about your personal business, especially when it comes to relationships. Very, very keep, be very careful about who you talk to. Okay. So I'm going to say to you guys, I really and truly, 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 truly enjoyed this. Um, and um, we definitely going to continue this. So I'm going to tell you guys, um, have a great day. It is Thursday. The week is almost over with, and we've got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to do. So I want you guys to have a great day and catch us tomorrow. It's the weekend. Bye. Thank you for listening in to another episode of You Are Love. Don't forget to join us on our Facebook page at You Can't Clip My Wings. And also check out our website at youcan'tclipmywings.com. Thank you again for listening in. And always remember, you are loved. to check us out on our Facebook page, which is You Can't Clip My Wings, and also our website at youcan'tclipmywings.com. Thank you again for listening to You Are Loved. And do remember, you are truly loved. All right. So, good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Friday to each and every one of you guys. We love you here at you Our Love. Don't forget to check us out on our Facebook page. I don't know if I entered anything new lately, but go ahead. I want to thank anybody and everybody who's actually been checking out our website. As you can see, I haven't been really working on it lately, but please enjoy whenever you go to it. I got some submissions I have to take care of. Also, I got to get that done. 
Um, but I want to thank you guys for hanging out, checking us out here on the You Are Loved podcast. And I am your host, Lita. And we're talking about love. Yeah, that's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about love. So what I want to do is I want to go ahead and let's get our music playing in the background. And we're going to continue with the conversation we had yesterday, okay? Um, talking about when, you, when you're when you in love and how does it feel or something like that. I can't remember what the 15 things, that's what it is. 15 things about love. So we're going to go ahead and com- go ahead and complete that. But I want to get us some ambiance of music. Okay, so yesterday we went very much so into detail on a lot of stuff. We, we hit some good points yesterday, um, and we're going to continue in that same order. Um, we were on Helpline.com, don't forget, and Being in Love, Signs of Loving Someone is the article that we were talking about yesterday. Um how you, um, when you find somebody, how it makes you feel, the physical reactions, the scientific reactions to love, um, the things that might change about you, um, the difference between being in love and loving someone. Um, We talked about that. Um, We talked about um, the ideal that you start to make, when you make those changes, you start making sacrifices. Um, we talked about having a balance between your friendships and having your balance between your friendships and your love. Um, don't ostracize your friends. Um, pay attention to some of the signs of your friends. See something unusual um, for you to pay attention to that. Um, let's see. Oh, we did a love poem yesterday. Sure did. Um, so... talked about how fantastic the sex can be during that time in the the conversation or the the comment that sex doesn't always have to go with um, having a romantic relationship. We talked about that. Oh, there is something else. Give me a second. There is something else. Sorry, I forgot something. Remember I told you that I had wrote a book about black love, this little short table book, and um, it's called A Vision of Love. A Vision of Black Love, You Make Love Look Easy. 
is the name of it. So what we're going to do is, real quick, I'm just going to read you a couple of pages out of my breathing heart because I just came from somewhere. I had to go get it from somewhere else. But um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, this is my version of love. Um, uh, here we go. I'm just going to read a couple of pages because, I mean, really, this is a cute book. It says, we go through life wondering how can love possess our very soul and not really consuming us. In the process, we need to feel alive and when that someone special comes along, we become weak, our emotions are heightened, and we give our all to that one special person. Our days are filled with mental and physical memories, but our nights are filled with the spirit of love and sensual energy. When we first met, I watched you walk toward me with your heart ready to love and be loved. So I made the decision to spend the rest of my life with you. My pace quickened as I saw you in the distance. My heart fluttered. My arms wanted to embrace you and hold you close. But I knew I had to be patient. So this is just a couple of little things that I wrote from my book of love. Wonderful. Love it, love it, love it. Because I guess I'm going to read that on, on, on the show tonight. On my other show I do. Okay. So, let's go ahead and get um, going with this and, 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 and talking about what we... Um, and if you want a copy of this book, please hit me up. It's a vision of, of black love. You make love look easy. Um, I forgot when I wrote this. But if you want a copy, let me know, and I will hook you up, okay? Um, it's just a cute little short book. You want it signed, let me know that too. Okay. So, let's go ahead and get started here. Okay. Um, the next section we're going to talk about was what's it like to love a partner, okay? That was the next conversation. Um, it says, love takes a lot of forms and it can change over time. Um, these are some of the ways your feelings may change when you love your partner, but don't necessarily fell in love with him. Wait a minute, we've already gone over that already. Um, I think we... Okay. I think this is... Oh, this, this right here. This is where we left off at yesterday. Um, it says, you see and accept the good with the less good than the good, okay? We're talking about the interaction with you and your partner. And it says right here, basically it says, your partner like you is an imperfect human. They have good traits, of course, which probably help you fall in love with them. But they most likely have some aspects of personality or habits you don't find so great. Even the things that seem endearing when you first fall in love, such as the way they brush their teeth at the sink, kitchen sink, they become something you sigh or roll your eyes over. It says, loving someone requires you to see them wholly and accept all their parts, just as they see and accept all of you. Minor flaws often don't really matter over the long term, but when something does bother you, you'll probably feel comfortable enough to speak up about it and work to encourage and support each other through personal growth. 
So you have to make sure that you're willing to do that. I'm trying to figure, oh, I know what the quirk was with me and with me and my husband. My husband likes to work outside, used to like to work outdoors all the time. So when he comes in or when he comes home from work or whatever, he used to have a habit of putting his sweaty cap on the countertop. And that would drive me crazy. You walk right past the door, the living room. You could throw it on the couch or have a hook at the door and throw it on a hook. But he comes straight into the kitchen and put it on the countertop. And that was like my biggest pet peeve. Now, we've been married 19 years. So that has been the biggest pet peeve with me is when he comes and put everything on the kitchen counter. So I work through that. And what I do is I take it off. When he does it, I take it off. And I take it back there and I put it on the bed or I put it where he could see it. Please stop placing your sweaty cap on my countertop. It drives me nuts. And he knows that. So, <laughs> And I think my probably my quirk with him is I'm very sarcastic. So sometimes that probably gets on his nerves. But anyway, that, that would be something that um, would be a pet peeve for me as a person. And me adopt, adopting that and being used to it after just, you know, there's no need to keep arguing about it and, and getting upset about it. Just move it. I mean, after you told them and they don't seem to heed to it, you just move it yourself or whatever. But don't keep hankering on it because after a while it becomes a big problem. So we don't want that. So the next thing is, um, it, now, it's also said this doesn't include serious red flags or signs of abuse. Always reach out to a professional as abuse is present. So, if you feel that some of the things they're doing are can be abusive, then you need to take it to another level. Okay, it says intimacy might require more effort. So, let's talk about intimacy. When you fell wildly in love with your partner, you probably had sex all the time, right? As your relationship stabilizes, you certainly still have sex, but maybe less often or with less less intensity. You know, when you first start out, you're like rabbits. Every time you turn around, you see each other, you're humping. Okay, let's just be honest. Excuse me. It tastes so good. Every time you see each other, you're kissing, hugging, humping, hunching, whatever. You know, you're doing something, right? It says, the first time you fall asleep without having sex or spend a night alone, it might seem like you've lost something. You might even worry the relationship is failing. Okay? But often this only means the demands of life have made it necessary to plan time with your partner. Sexual activity might happen less often, but the effort you put into it connecting intimately can make those moments even better. So if you're if you're dating or in a relationship with someone who has a very busy schedule, you have to respect that schedule. You definitely have to respect that schedule. And you have to work something out, put it together. I mean, just like you, he has to work his schedule out, you have to work yours out where you guys can get some time together. Um, sometimes that works and sometimes it don't. Um, I think it's more fun when things are spontaneous. Um, when things, when you, when you can catch somebody off guard, I think that's fun too. But you have to figure out what works for you. If you have to be on the schedule when it comes to making love, then get on that schedule. But you want to make sure you keep that in the relationship, okay? Especially when you get married. You definitely want to keep the sex in the relationship when you're married. And I don't want to, I don't want to downsize 
relationships as far as um, going together, um, dating, um, and just because you're not married to somebody does not mean that you can't be committed to that person. I'm more of a person, I'm more secure if that person is married to that person and opposed to, I, I think, and I think it's just my little qualm, and, and I'm going to say this real quick. My little qualm is when you're married, there's more at stake than it is when you're dating somebody. So when your husband leaves, it's more at stake when your husband or your wife leaves opposed to if a boyfriend or girlfriend leaves. That's my, I mean, that's the way I see it. I don't say that's the right way of saying it, but that's how I see it. So you fight a little bit harder if it's a marriage opposed to being in a relationship. I mean, when you're not married. I, I, that's how I look at it. That, and that's just me. I know everybody doesn't think that way, but that's my way. And if you want to share any of your experiences and how you, what you see it as, let me know. Matter of fact, I might put that question on the Facebook page. Okay, so. It says, um, okay, so relationships take more work. So now we're into relationships that take more work. It says, it's easy to give a relationship your all when you're head over heels in love. Yes, that is so true. The relationship might seem to progress smoothly, even flawlessly, and the two of you seem to be on the same page about absolutely everything. At first, that's how it starts out, right? So, um, then it says, this isn't sustainable over time. That's right. Eventually, you may need to prioritize your partner slightly less to take care of daily um, life. So you might need to look at your schedule and everything you do, because you know we do, when we first find somebody, we all into them, we're doing everything with them, we're setting everything, all the other stuff you're supposed to be doing, you set it aside and you're just spending time with him. Oh, I just love him and Amber, I love him. I gotta be around him all the time, she gotta be around her. And you're neglecting other things. Well, it's saying as the relationship goes on, you need to be truly thinking about prioritizing where this person needs to fit on your schedule, okay? Just have to do it, okay? Um, spending time together may seem less natural and easy, especially when you're both busy or tired. But love means you keep trying and make an effort to show you care. So you do find ways of like, okay, if you can't be with that person uh, on a particular day that you had already planned out, something comes up. The best thing to do is call them and say, hey, baby, look, we're going to have to reschedule this. I've got to take care of this b before um, anything else gets out of hand or whatever. Da, 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 da. Whatever you got to do, but make sure that you guys keep an open communication about what needs to be done and what is not being done, okay, in the relationship. And keep them abreast. Don't keep them in the shadow. And then you come with some lame excuse why you didn't need them. Send them a text if you have to. Um... You know, if you can't call them all the time, because, you know, let, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Because I think this kind of goes into the communication. Um, what's the name? Hold up. Excuse me. Okay, so. And I guess I had to learn it over time when it comes to cell phones. Um... You don't have to call somebody all the time. You don't have to keep up with them all the time. Because, you know, 
even though you guys are in love and you're in a relationship, that person still needs their own space because they had their own space prior to them meeting you. You can't have them change everything about how they do their life and they can't expect that out of you. If there's certain things that you've already been doing all your life and it's, it's what benefits you, don't stop that. You have to prioritize that. Um, if you're in a relationship and someone, you know, you got somebody who's calling you all the time, you can't get anything done, it's starting to affect your work at work. It's um, um affecting your responsibilities. Then you need to stop and step back and say, wait a minute. Call them, make a date with them and say, look, let me explain something to you. My job is very important to me. These things are very important to me. Before I met you, I was doing them. I don't want to stop doing them. Doesn't mean it's going to change, but you have to give me my time to do all those things. Still, I make time for you, but you got to give me, and that's both. That's the, that's the man and the woman. You guys need to do that. I know a lot of people in relationships they have a lot of their friends they have like the males have a whole bunch of male friends that they hang out with and all that and women have a lot you know their girlfriends they hang out with i say put it on the schedule don't neglect them and we talked about that yesterday but put them on the schedule don't just stop talking to them and stop hanging out with them just put them on the schedule because now you have somebody who can fulfill your time and that you want to spend time with and that you want to do things with so put them on a schedule it's not nothing wrong with that. Put them on a, a schedule that you can work out with them. Um, that you get a chance to spend time with them. And when you're t- spending that time with them, spend that time with them and then come back to your regular. Don't overdo yourself. And then before you know it, you're having issues with your relationship because they think you're spending too much time with your buddies instead of spending time with them. So you got to, again, when you first start talking about this, you got to find a happy medium or balance in every part of your life once you add somebody to it, okay? You've got to find balance, okay? <clears throat> now, it says, <clears throat> you feel deeply connected. Loving someone can involve a sense of strong connection and trust. You know your partner well enough to rattle off their likes and dislikes, values, and strengths without a second thought. They're probably the first person you turn to when feeling down and the first person you want to share your successes and aspirations with. You're a team now. Sometimes you might even feel like a single unit. And that that can be true. Okay. Um, it says, is better, is one better than the other? That's the question. So you know you love your partner, but you think you may not be in love with them any longer. That's perfectly all right, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. You, In fact, you might even feel a bit relieved to know your hormones have settled down a little bit, okay? Some people prefer the excitement of being in love. Others prefer the intimate, deep connection associated with long-term love. Many people work toward long-term relationships for this very reason. So once you realize, okay, I'm settled in, I'm coasting now. We just passed our one year anniversary, okay? Things are going good. We feel, you know, like there's that deep connection. We've done things together. We've 
hung out with the families. We, you know, we've been very intimate the whole night. You've been doing all that. So now you're on the down slope. You want to see, especially if you're in a long-term relationship, unless you're not trying to make it a long-term, maybe whatever relationship you get yourself into, maybe you definitely need to make sure that you're telling them that, that this is the relationship that I'm in. This is how I want my relationship to be. And I'm really not looking for a long term. I think if you bring all of this up front, there won't be no surprises. There won't be none of that. Oh my God, I thought you really wanted to be with me. No, it won't be none of that. Because you've already made yourself or you made everything clear up front. Some people don't want to be in long term relationships. Some people just want somebody they can pass the time away with. But you have to establish that in the forefront, in the beginning. Let them know. I just want to hang out. I find you very nice, attractive. You've got a great, you know, sense of humor. I love things about you, but I just want to hang out. I really don't want a long-term relationship. That puts you in control of how you're feeling because they say you can't control love. Yes, you can. I don't believe that you can. I believe you can. And you put that out there, but you got to make sure that you understand this very one thing. You've got to make sure once you guys become intimate, it changes everything. Let me explain that again. Let me say that again. Let me rephrase. I'm not going to rephrase it. I'm saying it like it is. Once you guys become intimate, it changes everything. If you only wanted a friend, then you should never sleep with them. If you just want somebody to hang out with, you shouldn't sleep with them. Because automatically, chemistries exchange, energies are exchanged in the intimate part, the action that takes place when it comes to having sex with someone. It changes everything. So please be very careful when you're wanting to have a relationship with someone. If you're not looking for love, okay? Now, um, what you want out of a relationship may make one seem better than the other, but healthy relationships are possible with either. Um, research says, does suggest that many people seek divorce after falling out of love, but no longer feeling in love doesn't mean you have to leave your partner or that your relationship is doomed to end. It just means you may need to put in a little extra effort to recharging things. So if you feel like your relationship has gotten a little dull, you can fix that. If you feel that you need to work on some things, talk it out and then work on them. And I know some of you saying, well, that's easier said than done. Okay, you won't know until you try. And if that person no longer feels the same way you feel about them, then that's your choice to step up and say, okay, either we're going to work this out or I think I need to move on or you need to move on. You got to make a decision. Okay. Now, this next session says, can you go back to being in love with someone? Let's see. You might feel sadness or regret if you feel your relationship is, has lost the spark um, associated with being in love. Maybe you want sex to be more spontaneous or feel excited about seeing your partner instead of comfortable. Wow. Didn't I say that earlier? I didn't go 
realize it was in there. <laughs> okay. Talking to a relationship counselor can help you rekindle the feeling of being in love, but these tips can also help. Now, if you're seeing a relationship counselor, if you're suggesting to see a relationship counselor, um, then that means that this is a long-term relationship because you don't do this on a short term. This is a long-term relationship. So let's see what it says here. It says, um, maintain, this one, number one says, maintain an interest in their thoughts and feelings. Don't forget about everyday check-in. Ask how their day's going. Make sure you really listen to their response. So, I say, uh, if you have to call them or they have to call you in the morning, say that to them. How's your day going? Call them midday. You don't necessarily have to call them straight in the morning once you drop them off or once they get to work. Call them midday and then say, you know, how's your day going? I know it's busy today. How's everything going? You know, um, can't wait to see you tonight or whatever. And then hang up. You don't have to have a long conversation with them. But do check in. Do a middle check in with them, okay? Make sure, excuse me, they're all right. Okay. Um, prioritize time together, including intimacy. This might mean dipping out of work event early or taking a rain check on those movie plans with your friends. Okay? Remember I said that earlier. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> um, doing things spontaneous. Okay. Number three says, don't forget maintenance tasks. Think of your relationship as a car you depend on to get to and from work. To keep it going, you've got to get regular oil change, rotate the tires, and so on. Give your relationship regular tune-ups by making a conscious effort to communicate openly and offer affection. These don't have to be big, over-the-top displays. A kiss to welcome them home can go a long way. Feel concerned. Excuse me. Feel concerned. Feel like what you're talking about is what they're talking about. Listen to what their day has been. Actively listen. Don't just listen, listen. And lots of times when you actively listen, you don't have to do a response, okay? Just listen. What I learned with men, and this is just me, again, I'm talking from my perception or perspective, is lots of times when you tell men about your problems, they're always trying to fix it. You understand what I'm saying? They're always trying to fix something. Um, okay, so when you think about trying to quote unquote fix something, when necessarily it don't really need to be fixed. I just want you to listen. I don't want you to try to fix nothing. And lots of time I know with me and I know with my husband, we do this to each other, like I said, we'll interrupt each other and we're, in, we're, ta we're talking about a problem or a situation and we both quickly want to fix it. So we interrupt each other. And I know that's a terrible habit I have and I'm quite sure I know it's a terrible habit he has. Lots of times I, I just want you to listen. Just listen. And sometimes it's hard to get them out of that habit because they've been doing it for so long. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the bottom line because we're almost finished here. After making it past the early stages of infatuation, your feelings for your partner might become less intense. 
You may not long for their company in quite the same way. In fact, you might even enjoy time apart because you're going to need that. Don't worry. This is pretty normal and it doesn't have to spell the end of things, okay? Long-term love involves commitment. If you and your partner devote effort to maintaining your bond, at the very least, you'll probably have a strong relationship. And you just keep, might keep that actively in love, feeling alive too. So, in other words, you, um, you have control over how you feel about that person and how that person feels about you. You have control over that. And only you can change that. Only you can work that out. And only you can make whatever needs to be done, done to cor correct anything that's wrong with the relationship. And it is, after a long term, you've been in a relationship for a while, it's not a thing for you to jump up and be with them automatically. You don't automatically have to be with them. Or, I mean, call them and check on them when you can't be with them, but don't make it a habit. And when they come home, if you're living with them, and they come home, um, ask them how their day is, and then back off. It took a long time for me to learn that, because sometimes, and I, I and, and I know it's other wives just like me in that sense. When my husband used to come home, because he'd have to leave five o'clock in the morning. He's retired now. Five o'clock in the morning, he has to be at work for five, and he's worked all day. When he comes home. I don't think he really wants to hear me talk about a lot of things that needs to be done in the house. And that's a habit. I, I And that sometimes I just like try not to do it. And sometimes I wait till later on in the day to tell him about stuff like later on in the evening. But it's like these things need to be done because if we don't do them now, they're never going to get done. That's my perception of stuff. If we don't do it now, it's never going to get done. And I'm the biggest procrastinator. I don't die something. But I think both of us are procrastinators. And that's probably what the problem maybe, maybe was mainly. But um, lots of times we, we just bombard them with all this stuff. And all they want to do is sit back and relax and catch themselves. And that's great. And it's a good thing to step back and let them do that. Give them their time. You know, do that. Don't ever, just don't ever, don't make it seem like you have to just outright start a whole long conversation with them when they first come in. Give them some time to relax, you know. Talk to them as you go, but don't make it where you're talking to them to drive them crazy, okay? And those are things that we have to do. Find better ways to communicate. Okay. Sometimes communication is the main thing that breaks down. Once the communication breaks down, you can bet you better get on board to fix that because the communication is so important in relationships. Okay. So I really think that was a good thing. That was a good conversation. That was a good piece right there. Um, so, um, now, this question was, what does love feel like? This is another one, okay? Um, it says, 10 feelings you get when you're in love. And I don't know if we went over this one already. It's, this is the mindbodygreen.com, and it's mindbodygreen articles, what does love feel like? I don't think we did this. So, 
Let's talk a little bit about this. Okay, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> and we're not going to stay long on it. Um, it says, whether it's your first real relationship or just your first in a while, it's normal to find yourself in the midst of a new romance wondering, is this love? While it's possible and even incredibly easy to experience a love at first sight connection, true love looks and feels a little different from the warm feelings we usually associate with falling in love. Here's what true love is about. Plus 10 signs that you're in it. What is love? It's important to clarify that everyone experiences and expresses love in their own unique way. However, with that in mind, the clinical psychologist Bobby Wegner says, what we do know is that there is a difference between lust, attraction, and attachment, which combine to what I define as love. So her definition of love is lust, attraction, and attachment. Wow. The attachment stage is key for long-term love. Attachment is about feeling deeply connected to someone more than your physical loves and attraction. It can be sexual and romantic or not, such as infant binding, close friendships, and loving family relationships, she says. Okay, now, remember earlier we talked about this, about when I said romantic love does not mean that it has to be sexual? Well, maybe that's what they were talking about. And I wasn't thinking on that, that line. I was thinking of love as far as relationship as between a man and a woman. It says, licensed marriage and family therapist, Linda Carroll, explains the ideal of wholeheartedly love as the last of the five stages of relationship. A couple must go through deep interpersonal connection, but also doubts, excuse me, um, also doubts, um, disillusionments, and ultimately a decision about whether to stick it out all before experiencing true wholeheartedly love. Notably, both experts know that the ideal of one soulmate seems to be a wash. I think you can make a choice to spend your life with another person, Carol tells, but I think there's more than one right person. I think there's many kinds of soulmates. Wow, okay. Didn't know that. It says what love feels like. Number one, it's more than lust. It's important to recognize the difference between love and lust. While lust is one stage of the way we love, a way to love, you're going to need more than physical attraction to make it last. In time, the deeper you get to know them and the more you bond, the more you'll grow to care for who they really are and the more they'll care for who you really are too, okay? So you get over one hump, which is lust. You see them sexually attracted to them their smile, everything about them. You can't wait to touch them. You can't wait to smell them. You can't wait to connect bodies and energy and all that. That's the lust part about it, okay? And then it says, number two says, you're not concerned with the risk. If anything, risk, hold up, guys. It says, if anything, risk is what makes it exciting. Love pushes you to open yourself up completely to another person, to really be seen and understood. And in spite of the possibility of heartbreak, we do it anyway. Love is a huge risk, but it seems to be the one we're all willing to take. Okay? Number three, you feel calm and content around this person. 
okay? Eventually, as the honeymoon phase dissipates, um, and you and your partner really began to see who the other is, there's a sense of calm, familiarity. You feel grounded and content in their presence. This is a partly due to the hormones released during the attachment phase that facilitate bonding. The, remember we talked earlier about the oxytocin and the vasopressin, okay? Number four, it feels right. Love doesn't always have good reasons, which is where the ideal of unconditional love comes from. A holistic psychiatric Elephora says, um, describes, um, it almost feels as though there's a divine force telling me I'm on the right path. It doesn't always feel easy or even necessarily positive, but it always feels like I'm right where I need to be. Wow. So if you get having these symptoms, you're in love, you guys, okay? Number five, you feel like a complete individual. This other person made you complete, I guess. Um, your partner shouldn't complete you. Yes, that's right. In fact, feeling the way it is a good sign that you're more in the infatuation phase than true love. Love happens between two whole people, which is why Carol refers to it as wholehearted love. Both people are free to be their own selves, their whole selves. So that's why I always say, you can't put two broken people together and make one whole person. That doesn't work, okay? You have to be whole and that other person has to be whole. Point blank, that doesn't change that. Couples experience true individual, individuation and self-discovery when they're truly in love, explains Carol. In this way, you don't feel incomplete without them but rather they're two whole people who work well as a team. Because in a relationship, it's not just you being in love with somebody, you become a team. And what do a team does? A team does everything together, okay? Team makes shit happen. I'll just say it to you like that. Okay? Number six, you accept the good with the bad. And we talked about that just a few minutes ago. Before getting to the wholehearted stage, couples have to go through a disillusionment stage, the end of the honeymoon phase when faults start to show up. And ultimately, a decision about whether to stay together, there's really no way around it. Loving is realizing all ways you're not perfect together and making it work anyway. Now, I kind of differ with that. Because if there's a continuous pattern of things that don't look right, don't sound right, and don't feel right, you need to be reconsidering where you're going with this relationship. And that's when you need to have what they call a come to Jesus meeting with that person. To see if, you know, because you want them to be open and communicating with you if there's things about you that show warning signs for them too. So you definitely want to be in that way where you're able to do that. Because if you don't, if you're not in that way able to do that, then there's going to be definitely some issues. And you need to go ahead and nip them in the bud now. Okay, it says number seven says you actively chose them. Okay. It says, um, once you've accepted those things about your partner that aren't exactly your favorite, congratulations. You've actively decided your love for them is more important. Long-term love is very much a choice. I think there's more than one right person, 
And I think you can make a choice to spend your life with someone. Okay. I don't know where she's taking that, but she's saying that you can have more than one person to be in love with. And, but you pick the right person that you want for yourself. And that might be a possibility. That could be true. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but okay. Number eight says, you trust your love would last, will last. Despite the risks and any other difficulties, there's a deep knowing that you want this person in your life and trust they'll be around for the long haul. And building this trust is not easy. Okay, um, it says who it says it's a process that takes time. So you have to build trust. Trust doesn't come with the love part. Trust comes as the relationship matures. Okay, um, and you have to pay attention to those signs of things that you see that you would think, wait a minute, I should trust that person on that. Why don't I trust them? And then you might need to discuss that with them. So there might be some clarification right now. You know what I'm saying? You're in the process of just getting started. Maybe you need to address your trust issues with them. So they'll know, well, no, you don't have anything to worry about because that's good, you know, um, and be upfront. Tell them that you have issues with trust. And that's something we have to be very careful with in our relationships is bringing, and I think we might talk about bringing in the baggage money, okay? I think bringing along the baggage in relationships from previous relationships need to be talked about. So we might bring that up next week, um, sometime next week. Okay. Um, it says number, uh, number nine says um, you've overcome obstacles and challenges. Remember I said you've been through a lot? That, that's basically what this is probably talking about. It says... Um, Carol, Dr. Carol explains that developing true love takes going through rough seasons and finding out all the ways you're not compatible. But the more your relationship is put to the test, stronger you become as a pair. Of course, every relationship still takes effort, but once you reach the wholehearted love, you really sharpened your communication and conflict resolution skills. So that's why I said, if you have trust issues, if you have a lot of things, let's talk it out. Get it out in the open and move on. Um, and if you're, you and your partner needs to not give out signals that do not present themselves in a way that's going to jeopardize the relationship. So that's if, say you have an ex that you're still friends with. You don't do anything with them, but you're still friends with. And it's fine. Don't stop talking to your friends if that's a friend of yours. Don't stop talking to them. And you need to make sure there's a clear understanding between you and your partner that this is a friend. And there was a question that was asked a while back. And the question was, um... You know what? Let's stop right here. We'll stop right here and we'll finish this um, tomorrow. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and stop right here. Okay. And we'll finish this, not mo tomorrow, Monday. And then we'll talk about bringing baggage into the relationship. We'll definitely bring that up. Okay. So I'm going to stop right here. And I'm going to say thank you guys for hanging out with us here on You Are Loved. 
um, please continue to stay tuned and hanging out with us on this conversation because I think it's a great conversation and it's a conversation that needs to be had. And um, oh, sorry, I, I apologize for that. It came out too fast. Okay, so we're gonna get back to this Monday. We're gonna continue this conversation Monday. Okay. So I want to say thank you guys for hanging out with us. Please have a wonderful day. Enjoy your weekend, okay? Bye-bye. Thank you for listening in to another episode of You Are Love. Don't forget to join us on our Facebook page at You Can't Clip My Wings. And also check out our website at YouCan'tClipMyWings.com. Thank you again for listening in. And always remember, you are love.